Hello there, and welcome to another episode of Yes Lot of Lyrical Dive into Anderson Facts Photography. And we are here. We are at the beginning of his third studio album, Oxnard. And this is actually the first, um, the first Anderson album I was actually, like, here for. Like, I'd actually been, like, a fan of when it dropped. So, yeah, it's going to be a really fun experience for me. Um, and it feels like just a little bit ago we started doing the thing, but here we are already. So, just a little background information for, like, shit leading up to this album. Uh, Malibu, his second album, dropped on January 15th, 2016, and we already did whole last season on that. We already covered that, go check out those episodes and it debuted number 79 on the billboard 200 which is a step up from venice not charting at all and they even received a grammy nomination for best urban contemporary album and it did lose to beyonce the lemonade but hey if you're gonna lose something you might as well lose to the big guns like someone that you're obviously gonna lose to so two weeks after Malibu dropped, Anderson actually signed to Dr. Dre's Aftermath Entertainment label, which, and Anderson was on uh, his last album, Compton, nine times, including six rated features and three, like, additional vocal shit. And then for 2016, he actually made the uh, freshman class of, for 2016, which is considered widely to be one of the most iconic classes. People like uh, Uzi were there. Um, 21 Savage was there. Just one hell of a year for that class. And on October 21st of 2016, Yes Law, the uh, Knowledge Joint album, No Worries, um, came out. And throughout the time between Malibu and Oxnard, uh, he did do a lot of features. He collaborated with uh, Mac Miller on Dang. Um, let's see who else? Um, his song with Macklemore was big for a big moment for him, at least. Um, he was on the uh, Black Panther soundtrack with a song with Absol and James Blake and Kendrick Adlib. So. Another big moment. But, like, he didn't drop any, like, singles or anything until, uh, March, thir- March 6th, sorry, of 2018, when Till It's Over came out, which is, like, more R&B based track. But then, on May 17th, Bubbling came out, which was actually his first release on Aftermath, and that actually did end up getting him a Grammy for best rap performance he tied with um kingstead by j-rock and kendrick and yeah things were going well for him and it had been pretty successful didn't like chart or anything but like there were like challenges and shit like that to the thong and on october 4th of that year uh, there hadn't been any, like, signs of new music or anything, but on October 4th, he dropped a new song called Tints with Kendrick Lamar, and that ended up being the lead single to this new album, Oxnard. Um, 
and that actually did chart uh, number 22 on the Billboard Bubbling Under chart. And the second single, Who Are You, dropped on November 9th. And then the week after that, on the 16th, Auckland came out. And it actually did receive a decent amount of success. It wasn't really as critically acclaimed as Malibu, but it still has a 73 on Metacritic and a 7.0 out of 10 on um, Any Decent Music. And it actually did end up making a couple... Um, you're endless. It ranked number three of 2018 or GQ and number seven on ABC News. Uh, Complex put in the top 50 and NME put at, at number 90. And a lot of the reviews were also um, really positive too. Um, and albumoftheyear.com also had it at 73. And as for charting, it actually just barely debuted outside the top 10 it debuted at number 11 on the billboard 200 and that was a pretty big um move for him so people were saying to him signed aftermath with a dumbass idea but like he was able to drop through dre and i think i figured out the formula of how to drop like how to be successful in aftermath you either have to like have some sort of like falling beforehand like Anderson did or like say Kendrick um 50 I believe the game had some sort of falling before he signed Aftermath and dropped the documentary or you have to like have something different that appeals to you like for example Eminem he um was white and there wasn't really many white rappers in the game and he also had, like, a unique style that hasn't been done before. Um, but, like, if you're, like, too successful, like, for example, Ice Cube, or you're not successful enough, like the recent uh, John Connor and Justice, then you're not going to really be able to do well on the label. That's why they all had to leave and do their own shit. But the album was executive produced by Dr. Dre, and Dre mixed the whole thing along with Quentin Gilkey, mastered by Mike Bosey, and the wonderful, like, I guess, movie poster, like, like, it gave me movie poster feel, the artwork, and it does actually kind of sound like a movie soundtrack, but the album artwork was done by Simone C.U.R., and the album actually did have, um some big names on it um obviously Kendrick was on the album uh Dre had his first feature in a couple of years uh Pusha T uh Snoop Cole uh Q-Tip um and then there was also a bunch of bigger name productions not really as many free nationals even though they do appear on the album but like there's a lot of stuff from for example Dre um Dem Joints Ninth Wonder, people like them. Um, I know a Madlib song was supposed to be on the Ombos cut, but yeah, that is basically it. So I'm really excited to be um, spending the season just analyzing and revisiting this wonderful album because it is a really good album, and I can't wait to see what I can 
find new in this album. Um, and yeah, that's basically it. So thank you guys for listening. Um, be sure to hit the subscribe button. Rate me five stars. I don't care whether or not you like me. I'm still going to make you hit that button. Um, um, follow the Twitter and Instagram and just spread the word. And yeah, I will catch you guys next time with my first analysis of a song on Oxner. So yeah, that's basically it for this episode. Take care, guys.